Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. What happens when a group of people are teleported to another world? Ladies and gentlemen, find that out every other Friday here on all podcasting platforms. As isekai the anime-themed D&D 5E podcast is brought to you by the Talkin' Anime Network. Hosted by me, Mitch. Let's get this party started. for listening this week on talking anime i know uh this is a re-release uh we had some audio issues decided to fix it so that's why this is out again uh support us patreon coffee and discord uh all those are below uh also don't be afraid to uh follow us and give us a five star review uh we love every single one of you i will see you guys in the episode bye everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of your favorite hashtag best worst anime podcast talking anime and i am your host with some of the most uh the guy who uh forgot his name for a minute there it is mitch what is up party people and with me as always <laughs> he is the hopeless romantic and the guy who forgot his name after a magical moment, Sky. Sky, how's it going? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, glad to be back after a a week of silence. Uh. You know. <laughs> okay, so 
I, I do want to specify something. Uh, I do apologize for not putting out an episode last week. I completely forgot to record something, and by the time I knew it, it was Saturday, and I'm like, shit, can't do that now. So, making up with it with probably one of the most hyped anime movies uh, in the past like few years. Uh, we're talking about your name this week. Uh, our second of the three uh, Shinko. That's that right. Shin- Shin- <laughs> uh, Makoto Shinkai. Shinkai. The Shinkai films uh, are our tr- second of our trilogy that we are reviewing. Uh, the first one being uh, the Garden uh, of Words. The Garden of Words. <laughs> I'm having brain farts today. My bad. Okay, so- nah, nah. You good? You good? <laughs> I'm also. Um, so yeah, gardens of, or garden of words, uh, we're doing your name. And then obviously next week we will be talking about weathering with you. Um, and before yes. that sky, what have you been watching and or reading this week? Okay. I will tell you though, before we do that, just because you mentioned garden of words and I don't want to take up this time oh, later yeah, on in the review, yeah. I want to mention, did you notice, um, that the teacher from Garden of Words, remember? Uh, yeah, she, her name she is makes, Yukino. Uh, she she's in the movie. The, the movie, yeah. Yes, she's yeah, the teacher that. that shows up. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wasn't here, sure if you if you noticed or not. It's it's really interesting seeing the cameos because mm-hmm. there's there's cameos from Garden of Words in your name and cameos from your name in Weathering with You. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that connection through through all the three that we're doing here. Yeah, and it's it's pretty cool. Like I saw that and like. Oh damn, that's the teacher from yeah from Garden of Words. I'm like, damn, because like, like I, <laughs> yeah. I I think I I don't know if I said it on mic or if I said it off mic when we were planning on these episodes. You asked me if I watched uh, your name, and I'm like, no, but I listened to the uh, How Not to Summon a Podcast review of it, and you lost your shit on me for that. <laughs> I was not happy, no, because, and I, I guess I can get this out of the way right now, um, if anyone who's listening has somehow at this point not seen your name and not gotten spoiled on your name, I implore you not to listen to the por- the review portion of this episode, because uh, your name is best experienced blind. It is fa- a fantastic movie either way, of course, but um, I don't want to be the one to take away the enjoyment of the twist, because... It's it, it's it's a twist for sure. So yeah, I was definitely mad that you listened to a review of it, especially a their review, the How Not to Summon, because they went very oh, in depth. Yeah. And hmm, well, I was the, I was I was I was not happy. The funny part is, I I listened to that episode like when it dropped, so that was months ago. So I forgot like a lot of the details because I've been watching other anime and listening to other podcasts and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a fresh. Um, you know, a fresh watch, and it was my first watch, obviously, so you'll hear what I thought about the movie later on in the episode, but with that being said, Sky, what have you watched this week, or read, you know? Okay, yes, 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 Um. so I've watched one thing, unfortunately, I'm sorry, I'm slacking tremendously, I got a lot going on right now, but this one thing was a doozy. Oh boy, okay, so I watched a movie that I found on Funimation called Psychic School Wars, and if that name cues you in on anything, it should be that it's, it's gonna suck and be really weird, and 
boy did it. This movie, I, I guess I'll give you a little brief description if I can at all describe this film. It is essentially takes place at high school, you know, your usual anime high school setting with your teenagers or maybe it's a middle school. I'm not sure. But some guy uh, who we, is, is very mysterious. He essentially comes from the future and the moon where no one is on earth anymore in this future setting. But there's also some element of like psychic powers involved in this in in this film somewhat but the film is very disconnected where like half the film it just is your ordinary like like anime high school rom-com with drama elements to it and the other half is this totally bonkers uh <laughs> kind of complicated plot of like uh psychics and time travel bullshit and it is awful this movie is so bad that i gave it a 10 out of 10 rating uh it put me through so many emotions man i don't know it was i watched it last night and i just went and had a meltdown in like multiple discord servers right after i finished it because there were moments of the movie that had me crying like a baby there were moments that had me laughing out loud and moments that had me cringing beyond belief and it was like whiplash watching this movie it was ridiculous I, I mean, I, we were talking about this off mic, and I'm like, if you want to watch it, I mean, or review it, I'm like, I'm down to watch it and review it, because I kind of want to see this train wreck that you went through of emotions. So I am like 100% down to review this movie, maybe in the future, because we have some other things. Yeah, we have we're to definitely review. going to. We have some other things we have to review, which was, um, which is going to suck. Uh, but I mean, that'll be probably brought up later on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, we'll definitely be reviewing this movie. Uh, I'm not sure if we mentioned this or not, but to all the listeners, uh, after we finish this miniseries, I believe we're going to try to do at least one movie review a month. Mm. That's where we're going to plan to. Yeah. Potentially, if we need something else, we can do, uh, we can throw a second one in, in a month, but yeah. we're going to at least try to do one movie review a month at the very least. So we'll, it, it gives us the ability to knock out some, you know, other things that we might not normally talk about. And Psychic School Wars is such a wild, horrible, amazing ride that, we kind of have to throw it in there, you know? Yeah. And, and of course, like, uh, we've been kind of slacking on the, the Patreon uploads as well. Um, gonna be rectifying <laughs> that and I'm gonna, I'm <sighs> aiming to at least put, um, a solo episode out a month on my end. Um, I know Sky's been getting busy, so he'll try and put out his stuff on his end. And then eventually our, when we can get to it, we're gonna do our, you know, our talk show that we do where it's just us talking about bullshit. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that today, realizing that I've not, we've not been doing the Patreon yeah, no. stuff, and I feel I, I feel so yeah. bad. I, I apologize to yeah. the patrons who are not getting their content. We promised. So uh, I I plan on doing uh, whenever I find the time in the coming weeks, as I'll be getting a job very soon. Um, I plan on doing just some like OVA esque episodes, like maybe ten to thirty minute, like shorter episodes, just yeah. a little bit more often until I find the time to actually sit down and record a full length solo cast. I'll try to throw in just whenever I get the opportunity some of these shorter ones, just uh, so that I'm not being a total asshole and just not doing it. So yeah, yeah. No. Look forward to that if you if you have the Patreon. Yeah, and of course, you, you know. 
We've said it before in the past. Support us $1 a month, whatever, $5 a month, whatever you want to support us with. You'll get that lovely content. Of course, you'll get the episode a day early, all that fun shit. Um, now, uh, was that everything that he had watched, uh, Sky? In the two weeks that we uh, have Yes. <laughs> okay, that is true. However, I did travel, so... You yes, gotta cut me some yeah. no, a little bit of slack. I I have the travel. I have the travel excuse. Okay. Uh, so unfortunately, yeah, that is. So, what about you? Um. So I don't know if I mentioned I finally finished the first season of Mob Psycho. Uh, and I started mm. watching the uh, Reagan uh, OVA that came out, and that's just basically uh, the retelling of the first season from his point of view. And I'm probably going to finish that soon and watch that. Um, I'm up to date on two of the seasonals so far. I have some major binging to do the next couple weeks. I to get caught up on everything. Oh, same. Um, I'm caught up on Tokyo Revengers and um, uh, Joran right now. I'm caught up on all that. I just got to get everything else. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. That Saint's power is omnipotent. It's not. It's not. It's not getting me there, man. I'm not feeling anything for that. Show. Yeah, we can. We can cut that one if we. If I'm we, if going we to, want dude. to. I, can, I can't get past that first it's, episode, man. That first episode. It's the. Me. I think it's probably the. I think it's probably the worst of the ones that we have selected. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. It's just mediocre compared to the rest. I think maybe what we'll do is we'll maybe put that into like. Uh, we'll put it into some kind of episode or a patreon thing maybe and yeah because i like i said i can't get, i couldn't get past that i got past the first episode and it was i'm sitting there and i'm like i don't want to watch this anymore <laughs> yeah like that first it's, episode. yeah like i said it was it's just mediocre it's, really it's generic overpowered isekai main character that's all it is and I have watched. It's it's it's, it's more shojo. It's yeah. like it's like if if a shojo romance mm. was also an isekai, and that's yeah. really what it is. And you have to be in the mood for that. But also, nothing about the presentation, like animation quality or anything, is beyond you know what you'd expect from a mediocre anime. So it's not bad. It's just it doesn't stand out, especially in comparison to some of the bangers that we have this yeah. season. At Tokyo Revengers, man. Oh. God, that last episode. Ah, uh, so good. So yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what episode I'm on. I think I'm on like episode six, maybe. Oh, episode six is episode six is where it starts like getting really interesting, and it just gets more interesting after that too. Oh. I mean, like half the shows on our list are almost done, and I am slacking so bad on all the shows. I'm like Dude, four same. episodes into Shadow's House. And that's dude. I literally out. have not seen past episode two of Shadow's House, and I love it. <laughs> I actually like. I I like, say pushing. it's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, and then um, yeah, only like three of them. I'm like almost caught up to. Like I'm like two or three episodes behind, and everything else. I'm like half the episodes behind. But I got like we still have like a couple more weeks until we actually are doing our seasonal, anyways. So I'll catch up then. Because we got, mm, I'm gonna have to do the same. We got, uh, we got. Obviously, we have weathering with you coming up. Uh, we have a, <sighs> we have to review a show. 
Um, Dude, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for it. I really I, need to watch okay, it. Okay, so before I continue what I was watching, I was cur- I was representing, I was, I was repping the talking anime name and the brand and went on the Otaku Host Club uh, episode, music trivia episode, and Matt won from Otaku uh, Melancholy, and he picked the show that we're watching. And yeah, what's especially funny is I probably could have beat him. Like I've never lost music trivia stuff that I've participated in ever, so I probably could have stood a chance. I don't know why I let you do it without me. Ugh, I don't. Mistake. I don't know OPs enough. I only got third place because I knew the actual songs that they played and got pity points for knowing the actual songs. Oh my word! I got a. Co- I got a couple opening song uh, anime songs like the Beyblade theme song stuff like that you know but yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure you got pokemon too pokemon, <laughs> the most obvious pokemon one beyblade on oh one. my Jeez. word you yeah la- i'm just you laugh. making a point you laugh at making me. a point i probably could have gotten the- dude i can guess the stuff that i've never even seen the shows for and you're over here like i got beyblade <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. Do you disappoint me? So yeah, I I, I watched Mob Psycho. Um, I binged a couple episodes of uh, Roroni Kenshin. I'm on episode twelve of that. Um, all the uh, One Piece fans on our Discord who keeps asking me what episode I'm on. I'm currently on episode sixty-five. I got up two episodes from where I was last time. I gave an update. So you can stop asking me where I'm at. Um, and I also started watching, uh, well, me and the wife started watching and finished all of Ruby because, uh, my wife Ugh. wanted to watch something. Okay. We wanted to watch something. It was on Crunchyroll because I'm like, I want to watch something on Crunchyroll. And it's one of the few things Why'd you that you pick Ruby. Yeah, we picked Ruby. It... I didn't mind it. It wasn't bad. It was the first. I mean, the first two seasons was really bad on the animation, but oh yeah. After the after the, it's like fifth epi- uh, The fifth is where it starts getting better with the animation, where it's three D imitating two D, where it's like okay, it can almost pass off as an anime if it was an actual anime. And then uh, what else have I watched? I started watching a couple like random shows. Um, I can't remember them off the top of my head. Uh, started watching uh, Clockwork Planet with the wife as well, but that stopped after like, <laughs> episodes. It um, isn't good. I really no, want to watch not, it just because good. of – oh, I know it's awful, but I do want to watch it. I have it on my list. I'm pretty sure it's written by the same author as No Game, No Life. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I was just – like we were so like out of it after the fifth episode. It's like, okay, yeah, bye. Yeah, it's not good, but I but I, I will eventually try it. Most likely I'll drop it, but who knows? Sometimes the bad, the really bad stuff I can sit through for some reason. We'll have to see. Yeah, no, and like, like I said, like uh, a bunch of random shows. Oh, finally, finally, uh, before we started watching Ruby, this is how I got onto Ruby. Uh, we finished uh, season two of Dr. Stone, finally. So that was... Oh, nice. That came out, what, uh, last, last season? Last or? season. Uh, okay. I think it was... Yeah, it was last season. Last season, yeah. Uh, again, I had to wait for the <laughs> dub because the wife wanted to watch all of it in dub, so... 
Yeah. Understandable. The Doctor Stone dub is really good. It is. And, uh, yeah, that's that's all I can really remember watching. Yeah. It's just been, like I said, it was Ruby for, like, a couple days because it's, like, eight vo- or eight fucking seasons. So, it's at least <laughs> they're How long are they? Aren't they're, they're shorter than your typical anime uh, season, though, aren't they? They were 11 episodes, and they were, like, 20 minutes an episode. So it's oh, like, really? It I, don't, took me I like don't know why. Four, it took me, like, four days to get through them all, so... Mm. Uh, for some reason, I had in my brain thinking that it was like six six episode seasons. I I'm just wrong. My bad. <laughs> my apologies. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what we're watching next. That was we're we started watching before I came on uh, Idioc- uh, Idiocracy, uh, which is um, a movie that is telling the future from 2005 to where we are now. It's depressing. <laughs> it's really depressing <laughs> because it's like what happens when the world evolves and everyone just gets stupid and stupid and dumber and dumber and dumber where everyone's basically um idiots that just talk uh valley girl um gang slang um and grunts and if you st- well, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, we rely so much on technology; we're just getting uh, dumber just, by the by just, the day. Uh, it's just such a dumb movie, <laughs> but it's so good. It's gonna happen, though. I mean, I guarantee. Yeah. You. Have you heard the weird garbage that people be saying these days? They'll they'll come on here and they'll hit them with the "oh pog." I'm like, what? That is not a word. <laughs> what? Did, what did you just say? I, Stop. I'm like my boomer mind when people are like "pog pog." I'm like, what? They talking about the old collectible shit from back in like the '90s and early 2000s? Pog. And then it's like cap when people are like, I feel like such a boomer when I'm complaining about these things. It's like, cap. What the fuck does cap mean? I have to go on Urban Dictionary to look this shit up to know what people are saying. It's like, I dude, feel I so feel fucking. Old. I feel it's even abbreviations that that yeah. they get me sometimes. Like I had some, I had my friend once come on, get on my phone. He's like, here, give me your phone. I want to look something up. So I give it to him, and he goes to type something in on on the uh, you know in in the web browser, and he's like. You searched what SMH means? I was like, shut up. It's not, I didn't know what it meant. Leave me alone. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> so dumb. So I'm part of like a, a D&D uh, group on Discord and uh, someone's like, oh yeah, we're going to just have this playing in the BKG. I'm like, the fuck is BKG? I'm sitting there for like a lot longer than I should be like, or no, it was a uh, fucking whatever. And it was background in the background. Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck is that background? And I, I just, I sat there and I pondered life for way too long. It also doesn't help. It's a one word. I it's know. one word, and they, and the, and people abbreviate it. Yeah. yeah, background is one of those things, like other words that I've had to like figure out what it means just based on estimated guessing from context that I've seen it used. I'm like, bro, I shouldn't have to do this. We have a language for a reason. Why can't we just spell this shit out? And if you enjoy other content like this, support us on Patreon where we talk shit like this. <laughs> for talking shit, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, um, Obviously, we don't have fan questions this week. Um, kind of the spur of the moment of trying to get together this week uh, to do this review. So we don't have fan questions, sadly. Um, I will be hitting up the socials 
um, the Talking Anime Network on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'll be having up wherever uh, fan questions. So if you want to pop on there and ask us fan questions, obviously Discord, a link below to our Discord. You can hop into our Discord, slide into there nice and smooth and drop us a uh, question once in a while, you know, or interact with us because we're both relatively, you know, active on the Discord and everything else. So, if, <laughs> No, we're not. <laughs> I mean, I'm on Discord a lot more than I sh- actually admit. It's just I'm on other servers. <laughs> Maybe you should try bringing that over to ours. I Our Discord's should. been kind of, kind of, kind of dry lately. I mean, it's unfortunately. it's Gachi. Gachi coming strong with uh, that uh, that content. Uh, trying to buy that City Hunter painting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's sick. Yeah, yeah and of course, um, uh, Isekai. Obviously, uh, the last episode came out uh, when I'm record or of us recording this came out last Saturday. So it's got like four episodes out and uh sky do you want to tell the lovely people at home uh why i brought up isekai do i have to yeah tell them sky it's awesome uh okay i i sky kasakame will be joining the isekai teams in somewhat of the the near future yay (laughs) i I have no experience with D&D, and I'm not... Uh, okay, I'm not not excited, but I'm not particularly excited. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. Gachi somehow managed to get me to say that I'll join it, and I'm a man of my word, and, so I will have to. And honestly, you're playing with three vet- or three experienced D&D people, so you are, you are good. If you have any questions, you would literally have three people who know what they're doing on uh, D&D. Yeah, but doesn't that make it a little bit less fun? You know, I feel like I feel like the more inexperienced people you have, the more chaotic it is, and the more <laughs> the more enjoyable you, it can be say, on a circumstantial basis. You say that, but then go and listen to our show and watch how fast our or, watch how fast Isekai gets off rail when fucking we have Gachi playing with us. The guy literally Fair enough. The guy literally made a fucking goddamn gang in the city that I had. Like, what does that tell you? Tells me that he's a lot cooler than you are. I mean, jeez, I know, right? Like fuck. I never thought about having a gang. <laughs> You're like, whoa, that's so sick. Why am whoa, I so boring? Gosh. Whoa, bro, why don't I have a mafia? Whoa. <laughs> And with that being said, uh, let's bang the gong, let's get this on, and uh, let's talk about your name. この世界は僕を飼い鳴らしてたいみたいだ望み通りだろう美しく望くよ互いの砂時計眺めながら奇数をしようよさよならから一番遠い場所で待ち合わせよ Oh, 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 oh,
So, hi. Uh, Mitch, would you like to give us the description of your name this week? I did Garden of Words last week. Why don't you hit us with it? So, our story revolves around our two main characters, uh, Taki and uh, Mitsuha. 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 Uh, Who, strangely, one day woke up in each other's bodies. And the story revolves around essentially that. And obviously some other things happen, but essentially all the websites will tell you that boy and girl swap places like Freaky Friday, and they try and figure out how it happens. That's really it. Sky, if you want to give more detail, go nuts. <laughs> that was... <laughs> okay, that was good. That was good. It was a little bit disappointing of, of a Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, hold on, good. hold on. Let me get more dramatic. In a world where a boy and a girl swap places unfortunately you don't have the uh you don't have the voice for dramatic movie trailer oh sorry I'm but not, I'm not, I, I watched an interview with that dude that dude's voice is like that 24 seconds Um, I will say, I do appreciate you not going deep into spoilers, because we will be spoiling this exactly. movie 100%. We will spoil it, but we're going to wait a little bit on the deep spoilers, like the twist specifically. We will warn you before we say it, and we now we will continue. So, your name. Yeah, yeah, decent description. It's, it's essentially just a body-swapping slice of life at the beginning, and... Dude, it's good. Uh, the shot, just just like the way in which every scene is shot, oh, is so. It's it it, it 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 relays atmosphere very well, and the contrast between uh, Itamori, the uh, town in the boonies where Mitsuha is from, and Tokyo, where Taki lives, is incredible. Like they're so different and the movie does such a good job at portraying these differences and the differences in which these characters live their lives. It's very very interesting. How did you feel about the characters of the movie? I found especially when it was early on, um I found like a lot of the characters were very relatable, uh, very grounded. No one was like super head in the clouds. No one was like you know, um, over the top, like, everyone had, when they had screen time, it was nice. There's not the time where one character's on screen for too long, and you're like, I really don't care about this character, get them off. Um, you got to, you know, you experienced everyone in this world, and you got to, you know, experience them, and you got to like a little bit of everyone, and then, obviously, your two main characters, you just fall in love with them because this story is just so fucking well-written. And, oh, just... It was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Like, I, I really enjoyed how well it was animated, uh, how great the voice acting was, fucking everything. The soundtrack. Oh, my God, don't get me started on that freaking soundtrack dude radawimps kills it every time that montage that montage the minute i heard it i got fucking goosebumps i'm like i fucking love this sweet a dope ass montage and it was just dude shinkai loves his musical montages in his films and it does it so good like with um garden of words like 
that was shot nice. It was beautiful. And the soundtrack was great. The montage was good with the music. But it's like, you go and you take that, and then you crank that to, like, a 10, and you got fucking your name. And it was just... Ah, oh, it was so good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to compare it to Weathering with you very much, as we have not we haven't discussed it yet. We'll be able to make more comparisons between them next uh, next episode when we talk about Weathering with you. But I will say, the characters in your name they're not they're not bad, but in comparison, having seen both films several times, the characters are so much more fleshed out in in Weathering with you that it just feels. Slight, like a di- like a downgrade when in your name, but they're not bad. It does what it needs to do in focusing on the two main characters and really giving us everything we need to know about Taki and Mitsuha. They're both fantastically written characters. You love both of them tremendously by the end of the film, and I think that's oh, yeah. all it really needs to do. It does enough with the side characters that, like, I don't know, when Teshi is on or when Sai is on the screen, I always have fun. Like, they, they they don't have scenes that are drawn out with just them alone, which is good because if they did, it would probably be a little bit too disappointing. But when they're on the screen, I don't, I'm not mad. It's like, you know, the characters are all, the side characters are done well enough that they don't take away from what the movie mm. is trying to show and portray. Yeah. Because there's there's enough of those like anime movies, there's enough of those shows that the side characters come onto the screen and it's like they steal everything that's going on and it just ruins the scene, whatever. But this this movie plays the characters perfectly. No one oversteps their bounds on you know growth. Everyone is you know everyone is decent enough. Except for the father, he's a real fucking jackass. But I mean, that was his point. But yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right for sure. Yeah, Every, everyone you liked everyone, and the only person you really hated was the father. And that's nice when it's you decently enjoy having all these other characters on the screen and not being like, I just want this character off. I want this character to get more time. You know, it just. Oh, just again, it was just a really good movie. Yes, we're gonna try to try to get to, to give as much description about why it's good and not just say that it's good because both of us could probably just continue yeah. repeating. It's great. It's just yeah. fantastic. That's the, so that's the <laughs> we'll problem. try to be a little bit descriptive, but I mean, don't be surprised if we if we end our sentences with that just because it, it is. So it is good. It's hard to say that it's different when it's when it's great. But um what about cuz cuz we mentioned music. Yes, the music is 100% fantastic. Like I said, Radwimps kills it. And not to make a comparison to Weathering with you, but when we get there, you'll see I do think that pretty much everything about your name is taken for Weathering with you and just improved upon in every way. So the few flaws that I have with with your name will be brought up probably next episode because there aren't a lot. There aren't a lot of flaws with your name, but there's enough that they stand out just because everything that is done correctly in your name is done Oh, so perfectly that the few minor flaws that normally wouldn't be a big deal stand out a little bit more for me personally. I'm not sure if you if you agree with me on that. Yeah, no. It's... There's a couple plot holes. 
<laughs> that I, we'll get to. Yeah, I I mean, I really didn't notice it. Of course, it's my first time watching. If I were to go back and rewatch the movie, I would probably start noticing the plot holes. But first time watching, I really didn't <laughs> notice them that much. But, I mean, you're probably going to okay. bring them up and I'll be like, okay, yeah, now I see it. Yeah, I need to put myself in your shoes is what I got to do because uh, I, I too, when I had only seen it one time, thought the movie was an undisputed masterpiece and saw hardly any, if any, flaws in the film. My first first and second watch, I was completely smitten. I still absolutely love this movie. But at this point, as of today, I have seen the film nine times. So <laughs> I absolutely love this film, but... I can see a lot more of the flaws having just like seen the entire film up and down multiple times, like nine at this point, almost 10. It's like, I, I, I know, I know a lot about this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm again, I'm tackling this from like first view. Um, maybe when we get around to next week, when we do talk about weather with you, maybe I had enough time to watch your name again and i'll be able to be like coming in it's like oh yeah i can see what you mean by oh yeah i made this point better in weathering with you than your name and stuff like that you know yeah yeah, yeah. um how'd you feel about the animation it was I, I liked it it was nice it was smooth it wasn't as i mean Garden of Words kind of had like moments where the animation was a lot better than Your Name, but Your Name was still like it was still a solid all around movie with the animation. I didn't see like any like big issues with the animation, um, at all compared to like some other things that I've seen that had like jank animation. Yeah, character wise, um, compared to Garden of Words, uh. Your name is a lot more in terms of the way the character designs look and feel and move. Uh, it's a lot more of your traditional anime mm. feel in terms of the characters, which, which works. It works because your name is still has Shinkai's signature, like photorealism look when it comes to, uh, buildings, you know, landscapes and everything. You know, it, it has that signature look where like, on some scenes in his movies, you might see, say, uh, a building or just like a landscape and p- potentially be confused about whether or not it's animated or not. Uh, it still has that signature look, but it's a lot more, I'm, I'm sure the color scheme does a lot to do with this because it's, it has a lot of very pleasant colors in the, uh, in the colors that are chosen to represent this film. It's very pleasant. It's very appealing. It's light, lighter colors rather than like darker, harsher colors. And that really lends itself to having more anime-ish characters and, it blends together very well. It, it it always looks gorgeous, honestly. Yeah, a lot of the colors I noticed. It's it was a lot of like bright colors, uh, like you said, very appealing to the eyes kind of thing. It wasn't dark and gritty. It was fun and airy, and yeah, it, it was again, like you said, it was the perfect animation for animated characters. Like the color scheme they have. You know, compared to like yeah. uh, Garden of Words, where it was uh, it focused a lot more on the darker palette to colors and everything else. You know, 
Yeah, there was a lot more heavy drama in in Garden of Words, and I think that does a lot to uh, to represent the theme, the mm-hmm. the theming of the of the film with the color scheme. And your name is gen generally more lighthearted. <laughs> I say generally because there are definitely I mean, some there, there is, intense moments. There is there are some intense moments yeah, of your name, is, but generally it's a lot more lighthearted overall as opposed to Garden of Words, which is very. Uh, just like dripping with sadness throughout the whole, throughout the the entire film, and about about the animation still, uh, there is a specific, almost montage I'll say about halfway, half maybe a little over halfway through the film, where the art style changes and oh boy is that gorgeous every time I see it, dude. When it's, it comes right after when he's in the cave, and I'm sure you know yeah, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the animation got really beautiful. The Every time you saw the comet, it got, like, visually stunning because the comet just popped. Like, the coloring, the shading, all that stuff they did to the comet, just it made it look almost so realistic, and it was so breathtaking, um, especially when it was, like, the ones, I mean, like, late spoilers uh Taki's out on his uh, balcony looking up at the sky and you just see like the comet and it's splitting off into all the different directions and it's just it's so so beautiful it's nothing less than a breathtaking view yes yes I was trying to avoid using that but it was dude you have to say it you have to it say was, it it was dude. fucking breathtaking as hell yeah, man, and uh, we mentioned it a little bit before, as it is a body swapping story. But how did you feel uh, the body swapping was done in in this? I'll, I'll give a little bit of a more in depth description, real quick. Um, our characters, uh, Taki, who lives in Tokyo, and Mitsuha, who live in who lives in Itamori, a city, a, a small village out in the boonies in a crater in the ground. And they begin randomly, for an unknown cause, uh, swapping bodies two or three times a week. And we get to see uh, these situations, you know, see some situations of them in their own bodies, in their own lives, and vice versa of them in each other's bodies, in each other's lives, doing these things. Uh, it's more so in the in the early portion, but it really is throughout, throughout the whole film. And you see a number of different things go down, and it's it's good. I don't know. I really like it. I always find body swapping stories very interesting. They can be horribly done, but uh in this it is phenomenal. It is done so well with it's done very tactfully, I would say. What do you think? Yeah, I know. Like it's it's really it's really well done and especially since it's not permanent because a lot of the body swap movies that I have seen, body swap shows and stuff like that, it was made to be permanent until like the very end. But it was like flash in the pan like you'd be watching one scene their bodies would be swapped with each other then the next scene they would be back to normal and it was it was nice and it was it was a very interesting concept on how it became how they became you know connected enough to do the body swapping kind of stuff like that and then then having a little bit of a lore behind it some history behind the body swapping and stuff like that too was pretty fascinating 
Yeah, um, I will say that, oh man, I completely forgot what I was going to say. I just lost my train of thought. Oh no. <laughs> oh, sorry, think of something while I, while I rack my brain. So our, um, our English cast <laughs> of our main two characters, I do kind of want to say some of the things that they are known for. Um, Taki is played by Michael. I'm not even going to try and pronounce your last name. I'm going to do it anyways. Sinterni class. Sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, The only thing that I kind of, he played like Leonardo in uh, 2003's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And uh, he also played (laughs) Leo in Full Metal Alchemist, the original. Um, I, I've never seen anything else this guy has been in, so I've, I was, eh. But, um, Misua is voiced by, uh, Stephanie Shia, Shia, Shihei, uh, who voices, uh, Hinata. She's Yui. What? She's Yui yeah, in Yui Sword from, Art Online. Yeah, Yui from Sword Art Online. She also is, uh, Orihime from Bleach. Uh, she is um, Usagi in Sailor Moon and the Viz Media dub. And most um, weebs would know her as Hinata Hyuga from Naruto. Yeah, uh, this. OK, so I remembered what I was going to say. I will say that the voice acting also did a very good. Mm. Helped a lot with this. And that is helping the audience um, know Who's who is whether or not the characters are in their own bodies or in each other's bodies in a very good way. Obviously, for Taki being in Mitsuha's body, there are two cues. The first one is every single time there's a very specific scene that we happens. We will talk. We will talk he... about that in the review because I have it in my notes. I have it in my notes. <laughs> okay, and another thing is when he has his um. His hair, her, or her hair, technically. When Taki, uh, when Mitsuha's in her own body, she fixes it a very specific proper way. But Taki, he's just, he's just a punk from Tokyo. He doesn't know how to fix, fix a girl's hair. So it's just simple ponytail. And that's, that's a, that's a very simple cue. But also just mannerisms are very, yeah. very important. And the film is, does a, such a good job. Oh, yeah. Like when you, when we first see Mitsuha in Taki's body, uh, he, and he's sitting, well, during the first day and she's sitting on the roof with, uh, the two friends. Um, <laughs> you see him sitting in such a proper way, like yeah, on, on his, his knees, knees both his legs, hands, both legs his, yeah. together, <laughs> hands on his, on his thighs. And it's just, it's so funny because guys don't typically no. sit like that. And it's just like, it's so funny because he's talking rather than talking like this, he's talking like this, you know, kind of always with a more softer tone of voice because she's a girl, you know, he's not going to sound yeah, they're was... not going to sound like like they normally would, and just these these simple simple things that stand out enough for it to be noticeable and instantly cue in without having these like constant constant monologues is really important. And the fact that even sometimes like when the characters monologue in the each other's bodies, they still have the voice of the body that they're in, and I really like that touch because most. You know, most uh, anime or whatever in this situation, they would 
uh, probably do say if Mitsuha was talking, but it was Taki, go inside her, her head and you would hear Taki's voice because, but that to me feels more like a cop out. In this case, it just feels so authentic that you know it's Taki in Mitsuha's body. Mm-hmm. And even hearing, hearing Mitsuha's inner voice, you still know that and it doesn't take anything away from it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can definitely tell because, um, again, when Ta, or when uh, Mitsuha's in Taki's body, He's he's more feminine too. Like you can kind of tell. Like, yeah, like he's talking more softly, um, and you know he cares a little bit more about his appearance. You know when it's Mitsuha in her uh, in his body and everything else, and then obviously when it's Taki, like I said, the hair, and then she's got more of an attitude uh, compared to her soft uh, mannerisms, and you know everyone oh, yeah. notices. Like they point out, it's like, hey, you've been acting really strange lately. Is everything okay? And, you know, Mitsuha's friend, I mean, light spoilers, thinks it's, like, um, aliens and body swapping and weird shit like that because he's into, like, weird sci-fi shit like that, so. Oh, dude, one of the best lines in the movie (laughs) is when... Uh, when we first see Mitsuha, it's pretty really early on in the film. We first see Mitsuha in her own body, right? Walking and, and she's acting all normal. And Teshi, he says, what happened? Did your grandma exercise all your demons? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's just so confused. She's like, what are you talking about? Cause at that point she did, she hasn't fully realized what's going on yet. And of course, for all of uh, the uh, listeners, uh, same voice actor. For uh, Mitsuha's friend is also the same voice actor for adult Gohan in Dragon Ball Z. For all my uh, Dragon Ball Z fanboys out there, you're talking about Teshi, right? I got you. Yeah, Teshi. Uh, he uh, voiced by the same guy who plays uh, voice okay. for, uh, adult Gohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And um, we probably need to get into spoilers now, though. What do you think? I do want to say one thing before we do get too deep into it. In uh, 2017. Okay. Uh, fun fact, uh, they announced that there's going to be a live action uh, adaptation to this movie. It's going to be done. <laughs> yeah, but who, kn- who but knows if that's produced, actually going to happen? by J.J. Abrams, um, and I think they said the last update was that it's still going to be happening. And they got, I think they said, either a producer or a director from the, sh- the movie coming on to do it. And they want to, they were told that they want it done in a Western point of view. So this is literally them getting the go ahead, do this, but do it your way kind of idea. So which is concerning. It's gonna, it's gonna. I mean, we we got to do an episode on uh, live action adaptations because I want us to both suffer. How watch any of them? There's some good ones, and there's there are some bad ones, but it's mostly Uh. bad. I'll say why I'm concerned for that. I don't think this is going to happen, the uh, the Your Name adaptation. But if it does, I can't imagine it being good because, like, especially how you said that it will be from a more live, uh, sorry, Western perspective, That's that takes completely takes away Shinkai's vision for the film. Mm-hmm. Your Name and Garden of Words and Weathering With You, these films are the way they are and are as good as they are because they are Shinkai's passion projects mm. he wants these to be the exactly how they turn out and he they're like his babies you know they they, uh, they often come from like past experiences 
and dreams and, you know, stuff that he's experienced slash wanted uh, as growing up, living out in the boonies, wanting to come to Tokyo. Like, you see that a lot with Mito's character. She's living out in the boonies, and she just wants to escape and get to Tokyo. That's straight from Shinkai's past. That's him. That was him. And... I think making these characters and this movie in a Western setting, Western perspective will just honestly take away everything that makes your name your name. Yeah, and uh, another fun little uh, factoid uh, that I also learned was uh, – wait, what was I going to say? There's another really interesting factoid that I learned about this. Oh, no. I did some – oh, my God. I had a brain fart. I had an interesting factoid about this. Oh, uh, no. It was something cool, too, and I completely forgot Dude, it. Dude, we never do this, and then both of us do it in the same episode. What is happening? I, what I is going on? I didn't write it down, the cool fact that I had. There was, like, a, a, a actually really cool fact that I found about the movie, and it's like – I guess we'll never know. The world is ending. Oh, oh my word. Okay, well, we can continue. If you remember it, you can bring it up later. Uh, this is the final warning for spoilers. I, I apologize, but we will, ha- we have to discuss spoilers for this film now. Yeah, because so- we're basically going to go into like <laughs> reviewing a lot of like parts now. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And the plot holes. All of the plot holes are tied to the spoilers, technically. So Okay, so first things first. Four minutes into the fucking movie, um, when Taki wakes or uh, what's no, it was yeah, when Taki wakes up as uh, Mitsuha feels up her boobs. Literally the first four minutes of the movie, we already got like unnecessary boob touching and unnecessary flashing. I have to point this out. This is very important. That your name is not heavy on fan no, service. No, it's not because everything is covered up, but it's the you're a guy, you wake up in a girl's body, what is the first thing you're going to go and do? You're going to touch the t- you're going to touch some boobs. Uh, then you go, go I am and s- not going to say that is the first Don't thing. Don't say not- that sky because you're <laughs> thinking it too. Don't try and be all No, high it and would mighty. not be the f- It would not be the First thing I do, oh, fuck but off. I'm not gonna say it's, it wouldn't be. Would I'm do. not saying it wouldn't be like the second thing I do, but <laughs> I don't know. I would. It is a little bit much. It definitely has the feel of like this is this is an anime thing, like very clearly. And my, but it's okay. It's funny. <laughs> one of my other favorite moments is it's right near the end of the movie. He shows up in her body again. Is it when he cries? And he is crying so he while he's touching her tits. <laughs> oh, it was the best. Oh, yes. Um, okay. The uh, cool little fact. Um, he, the movie, or he put out the books. The books for your name dropped months before this movie came out. Like a month or two before the movie came out. So that was. Why is that? Cool why is that a cool fact? just curious <laughs> i don't know because i thought it was cool that you know uh, what was the fact i had it somewhere here give me a second i thought i thought it was a pretty cool fact don't get me you gotta admit like you know content you know i don't know you you built it up man you like you like hyped this up as like some <laughs> intense fact I, that you I forgot and we were never gonna I hear it, it and some, then and then I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry i dropped the ball on this i thought it was entertaining but let's get back to um, the unnecessary boob touching. 
Um, because um, Mitsuha uh, Mitsuha does the exact same fucking thing uh, to (laughs) Taki and goes and grabs his junk and gets... Okay, so first and foremost, he touches his (laughs) junk and gets embarrassed about doing it and then has to pee and was embarrassed about having to go pee. I can only imagine how bad that bathroom was. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. She's she's an innocent girl, man. Mm. She she's, she's never seen a PP before. What do you want her to do? God, learn what to do. Jeez, <laughs> don't you teach them that in high school and stuff? Like, come on. Back in my day, well, she, we had okay. She day. probably she probably sat down. You can you imagine her trying to stand up? No, it, so it wasn't. It wasn't messy. Her. Watching her do it, and it's just spraying everywhere. Uh, because I think it was um, Hot Chicks. Uh, it's a Rob Schneider movie that does the whole body swap thing. And she tries to go and take a – or goes to use the bathroom for the first time in Rob Schneider's body and just gets it everywhere. And I'm just thinking that's what this mo- show – or this movie would have been if that's how it went. It's just – peeing everywhere trying to figure out how to do it (laughs) but you know i didn't need this thought in my head (laughs) why have you done this to me because i'm here to entertain are you not entertained sky i am entertained i can only hope the listeners are as well and and of course um uh, mitsuha's uh, little sister uh always entertaining when she's on screen uh, always Dude, Yotsuha is perfect. I hope she never changes. She always brings up the fact that she's touching her boobs and uh, and said to her, like, wow, you must really like touching your boobs. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you sure do like your boobies a lot. Oh, dude, I love Yotsuha so much. Oh, she's so always a joy when she when she's on the screen. And, 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 like, and the scene. Yeah, when she <laughs> there's starts, a scene. The starts losing, or when uh, Mitsuha starts, like, uh, Taki starts trying to, like, pieces everything, starts piecing everything together. Starts getting all like frantic and shit. She's like, I think she's finally losing it. I'm going to go to school first. Oh, dude, it was so funny. She's like, as she's walking out the door, she's mumbling. She's just like, she's finally lost it. She's gone crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that it was. Well, to, we need to talk, we need to talk about the, um, the big twist first, and that can enable the rest of the discussion. So, for context, in case you haven't seen the film, anyone who's listening, Obviously, the there is the body swapping that is going on throughout this, leading up. Oh, the comet! There's there's going to be this comet that passes every twelve hundred years, and it's and it's passing by, and this body swapping is happening, uh, two or three times a week for I'm not sure the period of time that it was. I think it's like two, somewhere between two weeks to a month. It it's not it's not. Yeah, clear. I, I, think I don't know. It, I think it was probably about a month because I'm pretty sure. Uh, everything was going on during the summer because they weren't in school. He wasn't in school for, they weren't in school for, uh, that much of the movie. So I'm assuming it was probably near the end of summer when they start getting out of school for summer and stuff. Is it? I think they were in school for the whole movie. They were in school for like half of the movie, but when the comet started like being like very, like every scene basically mentioned the comet somewhere. I think that was a lot of it was when they weren't in school. So I th- well, that's not exactly important, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's some, it, it's longer than like a week. Mm-hmm. It is over a period of time to really let this this body swapping happen and take place. 
And anyway, so as this is going on, um, it leads up to, to the comet strike and the comet strikes, but something, something very clear happens and this comet ends up striking directly into Itamori, which is the town in which Mitsuha lives, killing 500, and the population is like 1500 or something. It's like, it kills like a full third of the population in this town, and, uh, the body swapping stops, because she's dead, and he becomes obsessed. Like, he becomes thoroughly obsessed with finding out what, what the reason is, because he has no clue. All of a sudden, this, just this thing, this occurrence just stops happening, and he can't contact her. She won't answer phone calls. She won't answer anything because obviously she's dead, but he doesn't know this. And he goes out of his way and he gives us a nice scene of him trying, well, not scene, but scenes of him and, uh, Miss Okadera, the girl that he had a crush on from his job and his friend who I can't remember his name. And they went and they go out to try to find where she is because he only has the landscape of which he drew to go off of. And when they finally figure it out, they remember, oh yeah, you know, Itamori is the place that got crushed three years ago when the uh, comet hit. And so essentially we find out that not only is it body swapping, but it's time travel as well. And how did you feel about this reveal? I, cause when I, when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, so this is really interesting. They're doing the whole body swap thing. I want to know, like, how it's hot or, like, what's causing the body swap. So, you know, I'm just waiting for when they're talking about it. And then when they said it was, like, that moment where it's like, oh, yeah, these people died, like, three years ago. I'm like, oh, so now we have time travel in this. Now I'm interested because... Again, I have been watching Tokyo Revengers, and Tokyo Revengers revolves around the whole time travel uh, aspect. And I was, I mean, I was, I thought it kind of made the movie a little bit more, like, entertaining with the time travel aspect to it. I know a lot of people are, like, anti-time travel, but I don't mind a good time travel romp. And the twist is massive. It... Mm. It kind of comes out of nowhere, but at the same time, it doesn't. Like, when you know what you're looking for, you get the signs. Mm -hmm. Like, like you get the signs. Like, you could figure it out if you are super diligent that something is not, Mm. is not right. For instance, every time she mentions the comet, because the comet for him, for Taki, was three years ago. Every time she mentions the comet, he's just like, what is she... What a weirdo. Like, what does that mean? He's like, what are you talking about? See, but for her, it's a big deal because it's happening right now. The comet will be visible. So for her, that's all she thinks about. That's all everyone is talking about. They're like, the comet, the comet. And it, that that is a very big, a very big thing. And also, I'm not sure if you've noticed this, but he has the band. He has the, yeah, ribbon, the ribbon, the, the whole ribbon movie. from her hair. Yeah, he had it. Until, he has it the um, whole film. He had it for the whole film up to where, um, again, we're already in spoiler territory. territory. They finally well, get when he gives meet, it away, they get to meet. Like I have it written down, um, an hour and eighteen minutes into the movie, they get to meet for what you believe is Dude. the first time they get they get to interact with each other. And it is. It's so it. emotional. Oh, I would have loved a hug, but but what we got was yeah. still so. The- Dude, that scene. 
every single time I see it, I'm just like smiling and crying at the same time. Just like so happy and sad. It's like, oh, dude, this build up. Oh, the, it was worth it just finally for them to and, see each other oh, and sing their interaction. The, uh, but then we go and find out like a few minutes later in the movie, it's not the first time they've actually met. They met like prior, but they didn't remember it. And then, but, well, well, no, he didn't remember it yeah, because he didn't it, remember there was it. no context for him. He had no clue who she was. This was three years ago. Yeah, you know, he thought he, he, thought he had no was, reason to remember. Yeah, he thought she was just some random girl. Mm-hmm, yeah, know, he some, had no reason to remember. Yeah. And for her, it didn't happen until like right, you know, because for for her, it was her present in his past. So it happens for her. Then right after that, she dies. <laughs> like the, the next I think, day, I think it was either gets, yeah, it was either the next day or it was that night was when the comet struck. Yeah, I, th- I think it was the next day. Uh, yeah, because she missed school. So the next day, she dies right after, and well, we as we said, obviously. Uh, she died, but they meet. So what happens was, is Taki, um, goes to the shrine. No, not the shrine, because she lives at the shrine. Yeah, he, uh, he goes to, to the tree basically where an altar. they, um, had the, the cave with the tree. Yeah, yeah, he goes yeah. to essentially an altar for, for a god, mm. and drinks the Kuchikamezake, a very specific type of, uh, the, the, the oldest type of sake, uh, you know, chewing on rice, spitting it out, and letting it naturally ferment, mm. and, yeah. it's a, it's something that is highlighted early on in the film. Yeah, it, as, it's, it's highlighted uh, early Mitsuha on. Mitsuha lives at a shrine, um, and, and is essentially uh, a shrine maiden, is, is yeah, what she we, does. We see- so she made this Kuchikamezake as an offering to the god, and, um, a big theme of the film is time. Not ob- obviously time travel, yes, but also just the fact that time is woven like threads, yeah. as the grandma says, and it is it wo- it's woven in between and it connects and it gets tangled. And clearly, that is what happened with our characters. The timelines have gotten tangled because of the past and the present. And he goes to this place. He goes to the altar and he takes her Kuchikamizake and he says, like, if time works yeah. the way that it is said, please give me one last yeah, chance. He drinks saw, it and then when I saw slips that, and falls into like, the this dream like state as only, we see. The, as we were talking about with this with this change. This change in art yeah. style. And we mentioned or stone. It's beautiful. I could have been really stoned. I was at work. I couldn't get stoned at work, damn it. So, um, I, I do have, I do have to say something. Um, I do apologize. Um, <laughs> you're like, hold on, let me get stoned real quick. Um, I need to see this <laughs> computer decided to freeze. And I sat there and talked about, I mean, you could try. Um, I had no idea if you were talking about it, Sky. So if the conversation gets kind of off track, um, it's because I was trying to talk into my mic to make sure I had some kind of audio filling in instead of having, um, blank space so if the audio gets a little fucky fucky uh my bad on my shitty fossil of a computer but uh we'll <laughs> hopefully and uh so yeah um he goes into this state and you see like the bracelet like separates and it just no worries no worries we'll fix it in editing uh, hopefully life, you know from like little embryo like right up to basically the moments of the comet coming down and 
This is where you see the comet, and it's just the visuals. The visuals of the comet straight is just up, so fucking amazing. Like these Shinkai films have had amazing animation uh, compared to what I have seen, and I, I'm just I'm just really happy I've seen these movies now because it is worth watching these movies because they're just so beautifully animated just so well done compared to a run running a long running shonen or you know a 12 episode romance shoujo something you know oh oh yeah and i mean like it also shows too with like a better budget too obviously compared to a tv show from a movie but yeah, no, like he, he you see, they're this, overflowing with passion. And then, yeah, it was, just, and then they finally have again. They have their moment. They're on top of like the crater that looks down in, or that's above the tree, and uh, they finally get to see each other again. An hour and eighteen minutes into the movie, and they have their moment together, and they're gonna start writing uh, each other's names so they didn't forget on each other's hands. He. he he gets his name on her hand, but moments before he can sign his name on her hand, they their connection gets separated. And <laughs> no, no, don't. Oh, dude. Yeah, the magic hour. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, she starts running, and he's sitting there for like a good solid few minutes. Yeah, she poofs, she poofs back. Magic like, hour becomes no longer out, a thing. And you're slowly seeing... Everything about her is disappearing. So everything from the montage to them interacting with each other through messages, everything starts getting erased. The memos on his phone start disappearing. Um, the Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean that was quite a bit earlier, but but either way, he she is fading from his memory, and it's happening to her too, um, because obviously, like they're about to die in his timeline at this point. Still, she has not survived, so it, obviously it is fading. Time is changing, st- you know, stuff is going, and uh, he isn't remembering her, and she's not able to remember him. And this scene, so this movie has multiple triggers like moments that specifically trigger the tears (laughs) to come pouring out of my eyes and one of them is very specifically as he's like you feel the build-up as he after should they they meet they have their interaction they're super wholesome super wholesome interaction and then she they say they're separated and she runs down the mountain and he's alone and he's did the buildup of him saying, I'll remember her. Her name is Mitsuha. Her name is Mitsuha. Her name is Mitsuha. And then finally he says, your name is, mm-hmm. and he pauses because guess what? He, he can't, he can't remember. And the, the, that's the buildup and it just keeps building. And then he starts freaking out. He's like, no, I have to write her name down, but he doesn't know what it is. And he's, and he knows, he knows he was searching for something. He knows he was trying to save someone, but he doesn't know who it is 
or why he's there. And then finally he just starts crying and he just yells out the phrase, what's your name? And it, dude, it hurts. It hits it. That at that moment, tears did just start streaming. I'm just like, no. Oh, it's so painful. And, and hers. Yeah. And Mitsuha wasn't like any better either. Like she's running and she's just like, Taki, Taki. I'll remember your name. Taki, Taki. She's like, she forgets his name for a minute and she trips, falls, and then just like tumbles and then looks at her. And then she completely forgets his name, but looks at her hand and his name is in her hand. And it says, I love you. No, no. And then she just stands up crying. That, that always hits me. I, I bawl every time I see the I love you. And she stands up. She just holds her hand, bawling, crying her eyes out. She just says, writing this doesn't help. Uh. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Mm. And, and then, uh, so what happens is before that, uh, so Taki's big boy brain plan is, to basically set off um, the alarms and everything else to warn people that um, the comets are coming. So they hatch this big uh, master scheme on finding out that everything up to the school got destroyed from the comet. The comet, uh, the blast radius didn't reach the high school that uh, Mitsuha goes to. So they were trying to get everybody to go back to um, the uh, high school when the comets start happening. And, um, you know, everyone's freaking out. Then the mayor, who is Misua's dad, catches them, stops them from what they're doing, tells everybody, hey, hey, it's fine. It's okay. Go back to what you're doing. And you find out, thanks to that happening, they were able to survive the comet with the rewrite to the history. And... Nobody dies. They said thanks to these uh, evacuation uh, drills they were doing, no one died during the uh, comet strike of of that year, the three years ago. And, you know, everything just goes back to, like, you know, everyone graduates. uh, 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 Taki goes and tries to get a job doing, like, landscaping and architecture kind of work. And we don't know what happens to Mitsuha because last time we saw her, uh, she was standing in the office of her her dad's office. And that's really the last thing we saw with her until Sky, do you want to tell them what happens next? You're talking about the ending, right? Yeah, we, we, we're we're skipping around like everything, but we might as well just get like the chunk of it out, and then we can yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. We favorite. we're gonna have to come back and hit my 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 plot holes, but yeah. the ending. I'll get this out of the way right now. One of my biggest flaws with the film is the ending. I don't actually think the ending is bad. I just personally find it a little unsatisfying. Unfortunately, I have gotten a lot of people mad at me by saying that, but. It it didn't have all the beats that I wanted for an ending. But so the ending is like we said, it is now modern day. It is eight years after the comet strike, or five years after ta- the Taki's present, and 
what we get is this essentially back and forth. It's bouncing back and forth between Taki and Mita with their inner monologues. And they are essentially just, you know, monologuing about how they wake up crying. You know, they're like, every now and then I'll wake up crying. I don't know why I'm crying, but there's something that I can't remember, something that I'm searching for, something that I need that I'm missing. And they both feel this way. And they're walking around and it does that super cheap trick where it plays with your emotions by having them pass each other multiple times and not properly realize it. And then finally, they're both in trains and you see these trains go right next to each other. They make eye contact with each other and they both realize you see it. You see it in both their faces. They're like, I don't know who you are, but I know you and I need you. And then the trains separate and... And then it's a very emotional scene of them both just like running. They're like, I have to find this person. And it ultimately climaxes when it comes to the staircase. It's an iconic staircase scene from this film. They both see each other. They both walk past each other on the stairs. Taki turns around and makes the, he does the thing. He, he says, excuse me, have I met you somewhere before? And then, she turns around, she says, I felt the same, and then they both start crying, and they ask them for each other's names. It's it's an ending. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, obviously, I, I sat through the entire credits this time to make sure I didn't miss anything. And safely to say I did not miss anything. <laughs> You're like, I will not, I'm doing it no matter what. I will see. Yeah, I am. I am dedicated to these next two movies to watch them until the <laughs> like. I'm gonna stopped. make sure it turns off itself. I will not turn this off. Yeah. So, how did you feel about the ending, though? Yeah, and I, I thought it was a great ending. I enjoyed it. It's it is what sold me on my rating to this movie was it ended perfectly. You know, like it could have had, you know, it could have had the up in the air, like you never know whatever came of her, like, or if she survived or stuff like that, you know. But the way that this ended, this was like a perfect ending for the whole thing that this movie was based upon was these two, these two people basically growing and falling in love with each other but not being able to interact next to messages on their phones, uh, little notes that they left for each other. And then you finally have that moment where they're face to face. And I almost fucking started choking up at fucking work watching that scene. Like, what does that tell you when I'm, I wasn't bothered by the garden of words ending because it was really emotional. But this ending almost had me in tears. So, like, it did something right. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. It wasn't a mm. bad ending. It was definitely good. I mean, this is probably just my hopeless romantics coming out. Because I personally probably would have been more satisfied if they had maybe hugged at the end. I don't know. Well, I wanted something yeah. a, I wanted something a little bit more than simply them seeing each other and 
interacting just briefly. I mean, I want something. I want some indication that they're together because honestly, yeah. we don't get that. We get, no. oh, they found each other. It's implied that they, that they're meant to be together and they have found each other and now they're good. But we, the, the all we get is this is a tiny conversation, which is still good, but I wish there was something a little more. Yeah, a fucking a, a hug or a fucking kiss. Go all out and just fucking smooch. You know, that's I'm how satisfied with a hug though. Most anime don't don't yeah. give us don't give us the kiss, but just a hug alone would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a really big sucker for hugs. I absolutely love hugs, and a hug alone would have been enough. And that's maybe why. Maybe I'm just being petty. Maybe I'm petty about the ending. Like I wish they hugged. Stupid movie, but <laughs> but it, it, it's not bad. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a loser. <laughs> no, there could have been like, yeah, if there was more of a connection, uh, some kind of physical connection at the end of the movie, yeah, that would have made it better. But like I said, it's left like, so open ended. The end, the ending, the way it ended, it was, it was perfect for the movie, though. Like, you know, there's been enough times that you watch a movie. I've seen movies where I've been disappointed with the ending. But this movie had a perfect ending for the movie that I just, the hour and 48 minutes that I went through this emotional roller coaster of a movie. Like, it, again, like I said, it was a perfect ending for this movie is that they finally got to be with each other. Or it insinuates that they're going to be together, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, so that is essentially the big plot beats of the film. Now, I'd like mm. to talk about some plot holes that having, having seen it, the movie nine times now, some of these stick out almost like a sore thumb, but the rest of the movie is so fantastic that it doesn't hinder it that much. It doesn't make it any less of a masterpiece, in my opinion, just makes it a little bit less coherent. Like, if you're thinking about it too much, it can, Somewhat take you out of it, but nothing major, honestly. I'm first curious if you noticed anything off the top of your head that you might that you might consider as a plot hole that's a little a little wonky. At the top of my head. Uh, Don't I got think, anything? I think the only thing I would have thought of is maybe he would have... I mean, like, I really like the foreshadowing at the beginning of the movie of them meeting, but we weren't sure that it was them. Um, I really like that idea. But it was still, like, again, a plot hole idea I thought of. It's not really a, much of a plot hole, but it's, like, the closest thing I could have, is the fact that he could have, like, somewhat remembered who she was when they met. Like when they first, like they met for the second time, because he was like, "I carry this ribbon around with me because someone important left it for me, or gave it to me." And it's like, if she was so important to you, you should have been able to remember her. But I mean, that's just me overthinking it. Yeah, I mean, you you have to remember that he lives in Tokyo. He sees yeah. thousands of people every yeah. day when he when he when he goes out. It makes sense that the singular interaction three years ago, he doesn't really remember. 
you know, I yeah, yeah, but like I said, it was just he was playing off the ribbon as like this huge important thing, like it's his good luck charm. Well, but I, I don't think that was that important. He just kind of said, you know, he's just like, oh yeah, someone gave this to me once, and I just kind of wear it as a good luck charm. You know, it's just a thing. Like I was given this; it's a nice ribbon. I I I thought it'd be cool. I don't know. I never I never seen that as really anything, anything beyond that. I will. So here's a plot hole that bothers me on the ninth viewing it it does indeed bother me a bit and that is how they somehow didn't end up figuring out the the, the time difference okay uh, so if the of the years that's the thing the other thing i was thinking of i'm like why is it till near the end of the movie that he starts knowing when the comet happened but he doesn't connect the dots when she's constantly talking about seeing a comet. Everyone's constantly talking about it. It's yeah. like it's every time you see the television on the t- on in her house, it's like the comet is approaching. Like, how did he not notice this? Yeah, at like, all? did he completely forget that the comets happened, or did he completely forget that this city was completely destroyed by the comets? Like, you know. It's and the other thing I'm wondering is that you see a moment when they interact for the first time. He is reading key cards. I want. I was really wondering what that was about. He's studying, you know, diligent being a student. You know, that's that's all yeah. I interpreted. I can't see that as anything else. But also, it goes both ways for her, right? Um, in terms of the comet, she also like she obviously the comet's a big deal. She has it on her mind all the time. Did she never bring it up to anyone in Toggy's body? Did she never think about it at all in Toggy's body? And, like she never other, noticed yeah. either. And the other thing too is that is that they see each other's uh, notes, right? Or like they go to school. school. Did they never have to write yeah. down the date in school? Yeah. It's I a mean, little like, rough. I don't know. I, it's it's I a stretch to, to think that they never noticed that the year was different, bro. And they have iPhones. Like, they have a, an equivalent to an iPhone. There's probably somewhere on there that tells you what year it is. You know? It's just like... That is, like, the time thing. I understand that they wanted to keep that that big plot, that big chunk of plot for near the end of the movie where it became irrelevant. But it's still the fact of like no one connected the fucking dots earlier in the movie when they're swapped with each other, you know. Yeah, and the, and it, it's really the little things like this, like mm-hmm. that. Obviously, it was made this way specifically for the convenience of having the twist that the audience doesn't see coming. But there's there's also like the fact that how did he not remember the town? Like. Mm. Like, like the fact that he had to go through, I, I do personally really love the scene of him becoming this, him becoming obsessed with finding where she is, finding out why this is stopped and wanting to see her. I, I love that him getting obsessed and drawing, finding, doing research and drawing the, the town from memory, from his experiences living there. But my problem is, how has he not not figured out that it was Itamori? Like he lived there for probably a collectively of like multiples mm. of weeks, like maybe a month in like period of time of something because it was multiple days, uh, days a week that he was there. He never heard of the name of the town from 
anybody like it's a little bit of a stretch because personally if i was Mm. in his shoes right i'm like clearly i'm like spending time in this girl's body we're swapping i would want to meet her like at some point like you're already way beyond the point of Mm. being cautious about meeting her like bro you are her half the time like you touch no need to be shy way too many times (laughs) like there's literally no reason for him to be shy about for them to be shy about meeting each other personally if i was him i would like straight up do research like in in my own time i would like i would figure out what the name of the town is where it is can i potentially visit at some point like i would be doing some research i would know where it is i don't know how he somehow didn't know the name of the town on on top of the fact that he they would have been like on the news that you know the comet came down on this on this town and destroyed it he would have seen pictures of the area on the news and whatever like it was a massive deal yeah like it's a massive deal like he would have he should have seen it remembered and would have remembered it even from his pictures of seeing the crater. He should have remembered it, but he just doesn't. So yeah, that, that (laughs) I'm trying to think of it now. And it is, that is a very small detail, but looking at now, it is a big plot hole. Mm-hmm. And but that's a thing, right? Because even though like the, the they're minor things in the grand scheme of thing, but if you think about them deep enough, it's like this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it it actually yeah, exactly. doesn't. But the but the thing about it is is that even with these plot holes that essentially tear massive parts of the movie apart because of mm-hmm. because of the way the, the way the the movie is structured, it doesn't mean anything because the rest of the film is so phenomenally done in every way pretty much at the tiny plot holes they don't really change that much because it you don't have to worry about these little aspects in order for the story to be as gripping as it is in order for the characters to be as lovable as they are so one of one of the scenes i in, kind of enjoyed in the movie just because of how well it was animated is about 49 roughly about 49 minutes into the movie and that's when we see the comet strike um, this area. And you just see the levels of destruction that this comet does. And it's just so beautifully animated. And it's just, it is it blows my mind on how much damage that this comet, like, created. Yeah, we keep going back to the animation because it is really good. But, it is. But yeah, was that 49 minutes in or are you talking about the yeah, other Yeah, that was, one? It was about two. 49. It was 49 minutes. That was the one where it was like you saw it hit and it's just a massive explosion. And it just destroys really? everything. It's It was 49 minutes in because I thought that I was later pause. on because when we really see the explosion, that is that's in the, the like much more near uh, the end. I think. Uh, no, no, 49, 49 minutes in, we see the destruction of the comet. 51 minutes in is when uh, everything that uh, Mitsuha did with Taki vanishes. Oh, when he's, um, when he, when he, when, after he sees the town, right? Um, that was uh, the 49 minutes in would have been, yeah, probably around. Uh, because 43 minutes in, we saw the comet uh, splits off. And then, yeah, about six minutes later is when we saw the destruction. So it wasn't long after, I believe, 
they it was before the magic hour moment though because yeah, that was yeah. an hour and 18 minutes in so it was rough it was 49 minutes in we saw some of the destruction that the comet did and then it later on been, we get it this it might have been it, the first one it, we get this impressive scene later on um after all of the build up of trying to save the town then we really see the destruction that the comet makes and I see that particularly as just a way of here. Now that hour, we have the build up of them minutes. trying to save the town, we're going to show you just how much damage this thing does when it hits to make you unsure of whether or not the town was saved. You know, it, it, I was thinking. I, I was also. I have it in my notes as well. It was an hour and thirty minutes in. So that was when we saw the big explosion. Okay, like there the we big go. one. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, an hour and 30 minutes is where we saw the big one, and it was the big explosion. 49 minutes in is where we saw the destruction, like what is left uh, or how much damage it did. That's what it was. Yeah. No, I... Again, I, I hate to fucking keep saying it, but it was just a really good movie. Yeah, I think this is a great time to begin moving towards our, our ratings. Yeah. So, Sky, um, after you have watched this movie for the uh, ninth time, <laughs> what rating are you leaving up with? Okay, yes. I have had plenty of times to properly mull over my, my feelings on this film. And I hope I, – I, I've been a little bit hard on it, but, I mean, when I'm hard on something, it's usually from a place of love unless it's just really bad. Um, That's what she said. God, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, and your name, I do love it. It is, it is fantastic. And I have enough problems with it that it doesn't quite make 10 out of 10. But that doesn't mean that I don't think it's a masterpiece. 100% your name is a masterpiece. I think it's a much, a must watch for anyone who is a fan of anime or even a fan of films in general. It is just, it, it, the storytelling is so good and the characters are well done enough. And the animation, like we mentioned is always phenomenal and it's so good. I think watching weathering with you in the way that weathering with you connected with me personally and how it improved upon the formula that Shinkai created with your name, it pushes your name down, but it's still a nine out of 10 Eight. And it's like high nine, like 9.5, 9.6, like up there. It is just below like a, like a 10 out of 10. Like it is absolutely a must watch masterpiece. It is fantastic. It doesn't quite make it to the top of the top, but that's okay. It is, it's one of my favorite movies and one that I will endlessly come back to whenever, I, whenever I feel like it, I will never hesitate to watch this movie. Okay. I had uh, Sky was super excited when I messaged him today um, about the movie. You know, um, it. as everyone who's listened to the show before is aware that um, I've only seen at the point of recording. Now I've seen four whole anime movies that are not tie-ins. And my number one movie was Akira. My number was it? Uh, Three, you know, either way, it was Akira, <laughs> uh, Garden of Words. It was um, 
when Promise Flowers Bloom, Machia, and it was, uh, I can't remember the, or, and then obviously your name now. For the longest time, Akira was the number one. Uh, my number one, it was a 10 out of 10. And it's Akira is still a 10 out of 10. But it has officially been moved out of the number one slot. Um, your name. Let's I go. Everything about this fucking movie. I am happy that I've watched it. And as of right now. Uh, until weathering with you, which I'm hoping is just as good, if not better. Um, your name is like, if I had to rate it with a mal rating, is obviously a ten out of ten. If it was my own personal rating, it would be like a ten point four. It would just be enough to knock Akira out of the number one spot. There you so, go. Your there name you go. is officially one of my favorite movies of all time. Anime movies of all time. I mean, Hopefully, you can put it in there as your favorite movie of all time anyways. like I mean, great. out of all the movies I've seen out of all time, probably top 20 for sure. Oh, that's rough. I mean, for me, all of my fa- like five favorite movies I have are seen, anime films. But... I have seen a lot of movies, uh, regular movies, that I fucking love. And yeah, like Your Name is definitely like high 20s compared to the movies that I have seen. But yeah, I'm just glad you're finally beginning to come over to the dark side and hopefully uh, Akira will be pushed down more and more over time and, and I, I will was no longer to... remain in that top 10. <laughs> that is my goal <laughs> to eventually get you to see the light and not like Akira as much as everybody else does. Um, so after we're done uh, the Shinkai films, um, I believe I did pick, um, I did have a suggestion for a movie for us to watch. Sword of the Stranger, um, correct? Yeah, Sword of the Stranger, yes. So we will be watching... That will be um, probably our next movie review um, because I wanted to watch something with more of an action-y feel to it than watching three romance-style shows back-to-back. Or movies hey, back-to-back. come on, so- man. Come on. You gotta... You- Gotta appreciate the the romance I do, dramas. I do, I do, I do appreciate the you know the romance dramas and stuff. But sometimes you need some like boneheaded action, and I'm hoping uh, sort of a stranger is uh, sh- strange. Sort of a stranger is that movie. And with that being said, you listeners at home have just listened to the hashtag. Best worst anime podcast all around. I have been Mitch. And I've been Sky. And we love every single one of you. We will see you guys next time on Talking Anime. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>